Welcome to the Heme Consult Podcast, a weekly inspiration infusion for women of color and hematology. Dear woman of color and hematology, Heme Consults is your personal space to rest, recharge, and renew your spirit with a weekly infusion of inspiration from hematologist Dr. Toyasi Anwemena. Every Sunday, Dr. Anwemena will remind you that you are a superstar and have everything you need to succeed in your incredible career as a hematologist. Welcome to the Hematology Sisterhood that will transform your world. Welcome to today's episode. I am your host, Tayasi Anwemena, hematologist, physician, scientist, coach, extraordinaire, and more. And today I'm talking to you about not judging a book by its cover. Do not judge a book by its cover. And today, because this episode is kind of freestyle, I have not thought about a theme scripture to share with you. So maybe we'll go with Genesis 1-1. (laughs) All right. And before I start the episode, I just want to just encourage you a woman of color in hematology, that you are beautiful and you're amazing. And sometimes people have judged you just by looking at you without even stopping to ask about the you behind the person they see, the you behind the, 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 the persona that they experience. And they haven't even asked you, what do you want? What are your likes? What are your dislikes? They've just made assumptions And that has been hurtful, especially because sometimes this has come from people that you've looked up to, people that you felt that maybe should have given you more credit or maybe should have really taken the time to get to know you. And it's hurt. And sometimes that's closed you off and it's made you think, I don't want to be open. I don't want to share my heart with anybody else because I don't want to risk getting hurt again. And I just want to encourage you. That you are worthy of being known on the inside and the outside. You're worthy of people taking the time to get to know the real you. And I want to encourage you that the inner you is so beautiful. It is still worth bringing out to share with people, even though you have been hurt. And I want to encourage you that they're the person or the person's are out there that love the inner you, that love the real you and want to get to know you. And I, I will say that I hope that I get the opportunity to get to meet you and to get to know you because you are worthy of being known for who you are. And I want to invite you and encourage you to keep searching for that community that group that will nurture you. And definitely, if you're in the market for a coach, please reach out to me. I'd love to be your coach. I'd love to encourage you and nourish you because you absolutely, absolutely should be encouraged and nourished as well. All right. (laughs) That was today's encouragement. And I'm now going to talk to you about not judging a book by its cover. And this was a recent experience that I had not too long ago. I was meeting with a group and most of the group didn't show up. Only one person showed up. And so we had this conversation and it was a great conversation. 
And at some point during the conversation, I, I'm not sure exactly what was said, what was the trigger. It wasn't clear to me what the trigger was, but this person just started crying and it was shocking to me because I think I hadn't expected it. You know, when you're having a conversation and it's light and easy and you feel like, okay, whatever you're talking about just doesn't feel deep or heavy. Like if something's heavy and someone starts crying, you're like, okay, I can see why that conversation went that way, but it wasn't. And and this person started crying. And I remember thinking, so I'm not afraid of tears. <laughs> I value tears and I love it. I love to see tears. I just think that we should stop holding back tears and fighting them. If they're coming, we should let them flow freely. So I'm one of those people who's like a free crier. I'm like, yeah, cry. And don't be ashamed of your tears. Don't turn your back towards people and go find a corner to cry. Just cry. And it's okay. Cry and keep talking. So I believe in crying. So I'm not afraid of tears. But I was a little bit taken aback by the tears here. And they were real. They were genuine tears. They were not crocodile tears. But I think why I was taken aback was because I looked at this person and I thought, you know, if we're thinking about the hierarchy of people in the world, you would be at the top of that hierarchy. And is there a real hierarchy? We've made it up, right? All these social constructs about who's more valuable or who who should get more attention, more time, more resources. We've made it all up. But these things still exist. And if we were considering those hierarchies, this person would kind of be in the, the top of that. And so that's that's where I was stuck, where I was like, but you are so special. And you have all these privileges and you have everything working for you. How could you be so vulnerable and why? But my heart also reached out with compassion at someone who was struggling, who was suffering, who was challenged in, in an important way, in a way that I resonated with, in a way that made sense to me. In a sense, it was the revealing of humanity. And it really did take me back for a little bit because, you know, sometimes when you are dealing with people, you forget about the fact that they're human and we are all human and we all need compassion and kindness and love. But sometimes we forget that and instead we are judging each other or, you know, having preformed expectations of people that we don't even know and we haven't even met. And so that was an opportunity for me to confront my biases about who is allowed to be human and vulnerable and who's not. And at the end of the day, we all are allowed to be human because, drumroll, surprise, we are all human. And so it was, it was just an important story that I wanted to share because, to be honest, it still kind of affects me. And it was so important for me to really think deeply about how I've allowed social constructs to to affect the way I view people as well. And so I will tell you that, you know, this is really a freestyle episode because I'm just kind of thinking through it right now with you. And thank you for allowing me to do that. But I think the lessons that that I would want to share from this space are that firstly, we are so affected by the things that are going on around us in a way that's not obvious to us until it becomes really obvious. Like I was privileged to be in this position where somebody was being vulnerable and, and crying. 
And the reality is that until that happened, I didn't confront the biases that I had kind of allowed to seep into me, right? I I don't accept the cultural narrative that there are some people who are more valuable than others. I don't. But somehow I had allowed it to seep in such that when somebody became vulnerable, I was like, well, but you're not allowed. The rest of us can have these feelings, but not you. And why would that be? And so it was important for me to recognize that I'm not immune to the biases of our culture. And no matter what I think, I am still driven to some extent by what the narrative of people around me. And so it's important for me to remember that and in a sense, actively work against allowing the culture to decide for me. And sometimes that's happening by default. It's happening because there's no resistance. It's happening because we don't even know it's happening when it's happening. And so that was an important lesson for me to recognize that I am subject to the biases of my environment unless I'm working hard to keep myself from being biased in that way. And so it was a really important experience, and I'm, I'm grateful that I get to share that with you. I think the second thing that comes to me from that experience is that we are all human, and we all have points of pain and discomfort, and it's okay. Like, you know, we struggle so hard to keep people from knowing our challenges to keep people from seeing us when we're weak. And to be honest, that is when we're most beautiful because in a sense, what we're doing is we're reconnecting with the part of ourselves that needs healing. Like if there's something that triggers you to cry and break down, it's because healing is needed, right? It's You're not crying because everything is well. You're crying because there's something hurting, and it is a privilege to be able to be exposed to something like that so that you can stop and pay attention to the wounds. And, you know, when we were growing up, we heard that that song about sticks and stones may hurt me, but words will never hurt me. And, and now we know it's a lie. And so many of us have been hurt by words and we've not had time to heal those wounds. And so sometimes things open up those wounds and and they, they come back up and we have to deal with them. And so to some extent, it's a privilege when we have that experience so that we can. And it is detrimental and not okay for us to sweep it under the rug again and just like put a Band-Aid over it and hope for the best and say, oh, well, I hope this doesn't come up again in public because it's come up for a reason. And it is important to stop and acknowledge that there is pain. And the acknowledgement, the naming of that pain is what allows us to begin to heal again. And I would say that for all of us who are in medicine, oh, there is so much pain. There is so much pain. There is so much that needs healing. You're not alone. If you are hurting, know that there is somebody else hurting too. And sometimes the fact that we take the opportunity to secure our own healing gives other people the courage to do that as well. 
I think the third thing that came out from that space is that we are the key to each other's healing. I was in that space, creating space for this person to just let their emotions pour out. And in that space, I'm, I'm grateful that I didn't judge them, <laughs> and that I ex- accepted their tears as real, and I just let them cry. I didn't say stop. I didn't say you shouldn't feel that way. I just let the moment sit. And I'm glad that I got to do that. I don't always do that well. But I know that in that moment was healing as well. (laughs) The person said to me, I didn't mean to turn this into a therapy session, but it's like, you know what? Of course, it, it is therapy. It is healing when we create space for each other's feelings. And... And that was such a powerful, powerful experience of that truth of creating space for somebody else to be human and not judging them for their humanity. I want to just say that again because it just resonates with me so much that there is healing when we create space for other people to be human and to not judge their humanity. And so as I say all that, I want to invite you to think differently about the people around you, the people that you look at and you see as people who should never be vulnerable. Maybe this person is an administration or maybe this person is a senior mentor or maybe they're even the dean of your institution. You're like, well, of course they have it made. They should never be vulnerable. Think about that again. And look at all people as people who, to some extent, are lost and hurting and need someone to care for them and heal them. And you may not see most people like ever show up in that light like I did, where it was like, oh, my goodness, you are a vulnerable human. You may not get that opportunity, but whether you get the opportunity or not, just recognize you're surrounded by hurting people. Recognize that. Recognize that. And then the second thing I want you to do is be a source of healing. There are so many people who are a source of wounding, and the reality is that wounded people wound others. Hurting people hurt others. And you may be hurting, but instead of allowing your hurt to, like, you know, overflow and cut somebody else, what if you used that hurt to heal What if you use that hurt to create space for people to heal? What if you use that hurt to to like have compassion or to show compassion on others and yourself as well? And there's an opportunity for us to allow our pain to heal not just ourselves, but also to heal others around us as well. And I think then third thing that I would ask you to do is to open your eyes and be on the lookout for hurting people. Now we're in our work environments, not because we're on the lookout (laughs) to heal our colleagues. We're usually looking to heal patients. But you know, we're surrounded by colleagues who could be patients as well. And so be on the lookout for opportunities to offer and extend a hand of healing a hand of reconciliation, a hand of encouragement, 
where people are discouraged and hurting. A kind word, a gentle touch to people who would let you touch them or wouldn't feel it was weird. Soft response, not getting angry when you could. And a lot of this takes work. A lot of this takes self-control. And so whatever you can do to improve your capacity to be patient, whatever you can do to improve your capacity to, to extend kindness, please take the opportunity and do that as well. So that really, I think, is kind of like a message of healing. I was trying not to be too specific because this person might listen to my podcast and I don't want them to feel like I put their business out there. But I do want you to share with somebody else who's feeling discouraged and or, or maybe dealing with somebody else who they're like, I can't believe this person is going through this. They should be stronger so that they can re- recognize the opportunity in somebody who, who needs healing as well. So I want to invite you to please share this episode with someone else. And as I shared in the beginning, if that's you and you're struggling and you are looking for a coach, please reach out to me. It may be that if you're struggling the way I described earlier, that what you really need is a therapist. I am not a therapist. But if you are working to navigate your academic career and looking for someone to help point you in the right direction as you take ownership for your career, definitely please reach out to me. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn as well. And you can pretty easily find my email online. So please send me a message. Tell me how this podcast was helpful to you. And uh, I, I look forward to encouraging you in some way as you also reach out and encourage others around you as well. Mm-hmm. All right, that has been the end of today's episode. I invite you to continue the conversation with us online at coagcoach.com. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you again the next time.